Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Good morning, beautiful people. How are you today? Good. I hear some are good. <laughs> so what, did any fathers in the house get breakfast in bed this morning? How about a coffee? Yes, I can see hands going up. A coffee, yes. We had a Father's Day sauna going on at our house for Marty. <laughs> oh, But I want to pray as uh, we get ready to start this morning. Father, we thank you that we can be here. We thank you for your presence in this place. Lord, we thank you that you are always for us and that you're always with us. And we say happy Father's Day to you this morning. And Lord, we thank you that you're the perfect Father and that your love for us is unconditional and never ends. And we celebrate this morning, Father, and we ask that you would bless us and touch our hearts in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to honor all the dads in the house this morning. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for being who you are. Yeah, can we, can we celebrate and just cheer for our dads? Thank you for loving families. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for what you pour into us. Thank you for what you sacrifice for us. There is always sacrifice when it comes to loving, but it comes out of love. Amen. So thank you for what you've sacrificed and poured into us and the love, encouragement and validation that you pour into our lives. We pray you would be blessed today in Jesus' name. So this morning, I'm really excited and I am going to share on something that God has really been speaking to Marty and I over the last season. And what I want to share on is it is next level time. It's next level time. God's really been speaking to our hearts and just stirring us that it's time to go to a new level. It's time to get excited and to step into a new level. I don't know about you, but we constantly, pretty much on a daily basis to ourselves, to each other and to those around us, we constantly stay in a place of gratitude where we remind ourselves how blessed we are. No matter what we're going through, we are so blessed. We are so blessed to live in a beautiful land of Australia. We are so blessed to have friends and family around us. We are so blessed to wake up every day with breath in our lungs. And now with sunshine in the sky, now that it's springtime too. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we are so blessed. And we are so blessed here as a church family and a community to be surrounded by incredible people who love us, support us and cheer each other on. What God has placed here in this place is really special. What are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with the treasure that God has placed in our hearts and in our lives and in this place? Because there are people waiting for you. There are people waiting for me. There are people in your lives and in our community who need what you've got, who need what we've got. It's time to go to a new level. It's time. 
I was spending some time with the Lord this weekend and he just reminded me something and I thought, oh, I love that Jesus. I love that Holy Spirit. And he said to me, if, if I'm committed to a, a life with Jesus, of walking with Jesus, then it is always going to be a journey of growth and of transformation. When I hang around with him, I cannot stay the same. I am continually in a place of growing and continually in a place of being transformed by who he is because he is love. He doesn't just love, he is love. He is grace. He doesn't just give grace, he is grace. And I don't know about you, but when I hang around with people who are shining brightly or if I hang around with people who are forging the way in something or there may be even steps further ahead than I am in a particular area of life. I don't know about you, but it starts to rub off on me. I start to get sharpened. It's the iron sharpening iron. We get sharpened by each other. It's the same thing on the journey that we're on. When we hang around with each other and when we hang around with Jesus, we're going to grow. But the truth is, is no one can grow for you. No one can make you grow and no one can do your growing. We can encourage each other. We can champion each other. We can inspire each other, but we cannot grow for each other. Your growth journey is your growth journey. And my growth journey is my growth journey. And we get a choice as to whether we want to grow or not. I'm reminded regularly that time is going to keep ticking by and each day the sun is going to rise and the sun is going to set and I get to choose what I do with that time and I get to choose whether I want to grow or whether I want to stay the same. You see, I can live my life in the exact same place for all of my days and for all of my years and I'm still loved. I'm still completely accepted I'm still completely saved and redeemed and set free unconditionally. It's a choice. So I get to choose if I want to keep growing. There's always going to be circumstances where I have opportunities for that. I don't know about you, but I've been some growth through some growth circumstances over my years. And I get to choose if I want to make those things to make me better or bitter, stronger or weaker. I get to choose. We get to choose. But no one can live your growth journey for you. And that's one thing that, that I've been learning in my life. My life and my heart and who God's created me to be is my responsibility. I get to choose if I want to grow. And part of that growth journey is looking at what's in my heart and looking at what God wants to do, looking at some things that God might be highlighting. But again, no one else can do that for me. I don't know about you, but I have this heart that loves to help people. And I, um, I find myself thinking of ways where I could, oh, I could help this person do this, or maybe I could help with that, or maybe I could do with this. But one thing I've realized I have to be really careful of is that my desire to want to help people doesn't turn into a desire to want to try and fix people. <laughs> Amen. Can I get, yes, can I get any hands in the air? Because we can have the very best intentions for the people we love and the people around us in wanting to help them. And we step in and we find ourselves wanting to try and fix them. Let me tell you, it's not our job to fix anyone. No one else needs fixing. We're all good. <laughs> 
We are growing, we are learning, we are being transformed. But when we step in and try and fix someone, we're actually stopping their own process and their own journey. We can encourage and we can love. I don't know about you, but in my Bible, there's nowhere that says, Karen, go and fix everyone. (laughs) But it does say love. It does say pray for. It does say encourage one another for as long as it's called today. We get to speak life, hope, goodness. But it's not my job to fix. And it's not our job to fix. Because my journey is my journey. Your journey is your journey. And we get to walk that out and grow in this beautiful life we've been given. So it's time for a new level, next level time. In Galatians 5 verse 22, it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. This is the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. There are sometimes when I look at the fruit of the Spirit and I go, okay, I need more patience right now. I need more love. I need more of God's goodness. But I've really been aware lately of wanting to be fruitful in my life. I've really been aware that I have one life to live and it's not a rehearsal. I don't get a a dress rehearsal before the real thing comes. Every day is my life. Every day is the chance that I have. And the older I get, the more I realize time is flying by. (laughs) And it's a gift. Life is a gift. But the fruit of the Spirit in our life is actually what God looks for. And it's the fruit that lasts. We can do a whole lot of things, but it's the fruit that comes out of us, that touches other people, that encourages other people, that inspires other people. That's the fruit that's lasting. And the good news is, is we don't have to manufacture that on our own. We have a God. We have a Holy Spirit. Do you know another word for Holy Spirit is helper? He is our helper. He's our counselor. He's our comforter. So we don't have to try when we face situations. We don't have to try and make it all happen ourselves. I don't know about you, but there are circumstances and situations where I feel completely unqualified and completely um, unprepared for. But I know that I have one living inside of me who is qualified and who is prepared. And he has all that I need in every season and every time. And the fruit in your life, you might even think that it's small. But the fruit that you have is needed by the people around you. And our growth journey, my growth journey is not only for me, but it's for the people around me. People need what you've got. People need what we've got. So what are some ways that we can begin to grow and go to a new level? One way that has been really important for me is coming to a place where I position myself to believe and receive from the Lord on a regular basis. What we believe about ourselves makes a very big difference to our growth journey. If I believe that I can't and if I believe that it's too hard, if, I, uh, if I'm feeling insecure about something, if I'm feeling like it's too much, then instead of stepping forward into something, I'm going to step backwards because I, my belief is, is that I can't do this or this is too much. What we believe plays a really big part in our growth journey. 
Believing and receiving is a gift from God. We simply get to hold on to His words over our life and hold on to His promises over our life until they actually are manifest in us and through us. It's actually a supernatural thing. But we begin to be transformed as we believe what God speaks about us. I grew up a very shy kid. I don't know if there's anyone else in the room that was the kind of kid when school drop-off came, it was like, no, no, take me home. I'm, I'm happy to just go home. No, mum, I'm, I'm not letting go of your hand. Like, I, I just want to stay here. And, and stepping out and stepping forward was not natural for me. I was very happy just to stay very comfortable. And when it came to speaking in class or speaking in assembly or speaking in any level, I literally would be dreading it and, and praying and hoping that it would just disappear and I wouldn't have to do it. There are certain things in our you know, personality and in our makeup that stretch us and challenge us. But if I believe that I can't do something, that's going to limit my growth. But God has a different belief over us. And when we align ourselves with what He speaks over our life, then He can actually bring growth and transformation in us and through us. But what we believe makes a difference. What you believe about yourself makes a difference. We found ourselves a little while ago, and we've shared on this, doing a healing week where we actually sat and let the Lord really speak into our lives, took responsibility for some things that we were carrying that we didn't want to keep carrying anymore. And one of the things that, that came out of that week for me was that I'd been carrying disappointment in my life. Disappointment is something that can really hold you back, right? Disappointment can actually become like a ceiling that caps your life. It can be really hard to break through into something new when you're continually disappointed. So another thing for me in going to a next level has actually been positioning myself to continually grow and to begin to let go of the old. It's really hard to step into the future if you're still living in the past. Hello. <laughs> it is really hard to step into the future if you're living in the past. And I found myself in this place where I was wanting to move forward and I was wanting to move past some of these things in my life, but I felt like I was stuck in the past, stuck in some of the things that had, ex had happened in my past, stuck in some of the hurt or the pain and the disappointment. And those things are like weights around our feet and it makes it really hard to move forward. So sometimes we need to let go of things of the past in order to move forward. So for me, disappointment was one of those things that I had to realize, do you know what? Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, I've been through things. And yes, I feel disappointed, but I'm not going to let that limit my future. And I'm not going to let that limit my life and what God wants to do through my life. So I had to surrender some of these things to God, place them at the foot of His cross and say, I'm letting go of these things and I'm trusting you in moving forward. I might look at this circumstance and feel like I failed. Or I might look at this circumstance from the past and feel hurt from the way things happened or the way someone hurt me. But if I'm holding on to that, I'm not actually limiting anyone else. I'm limiting myself. <laughs> That disappointment from the past is holding me back from moving into the future. So one of the things in my week that I had that was really important to do was to let go of disappointment. 
disappointment of others, disappointment of myself, disappointment that I'd been carrying even toward God. I actually had to surrender all of that in moving forward. So sometimes we have to let go of things in the past in order to step into the future. And one of the things that is really important in growth and in going to a new level, in letting go, is making sure that we're not carrying hurt and unforgiveness into the future. God allowed the Israelites to walk through the wilderness for 40 years before stepping into the promised land. That's a long time. God's not worried about time. (laughs) We are. We like to get things done and get things done quick and do it now. But you see, he's more committed to our character than our comfort. And he's really committed to our growth and our inward journey. And he was really committed to their heart journey, not just the destination. So sometimes in letting things go, it means forgiving. Something that we have been reminded of again is three-way forgiveness. The first is, is asking God to forgive us for what we've done in other people's lives, in situations, whether we've meant to or not, in asking God to forgive us. It's a supernatural transaction, I tell you. There's nothing like being wiped clean. There's nothing like not carrying that baggage anymore. And then there's the forgiveness that we do of forgiving other people. We were sharing on Wednesday morning um, in our training time, and we've been doing our five-point series and we're now on to five points of kingdom family and what that looks like. And, and one, of those, one of the things we did touch on was forgiveness. And it's interesting because sometimes we actually need to forgive people from doing things that they don't even realize they've done. <laughs> but forgiveness is a key to being set free. When we're holding on to unforgiveness again, it actually doesn't affect anyone else. It just, forgive, it just affects us. Forgiveness is a gift that we give ourselves as well. So three-way forgiveness is we ask God to forgive us and we forgive the other person. And then we also forgive ourselves. And that's something that I've been practicing in my life and actually forgiving myself in the same way that God forgives me. Do you know it's freeing? Do you know it's liberating? Do you know that it is incredible to give yourself a gift of grace? It's incredible to give yourself the same level of love and encouragement that you give other people. I don't know about you, but it can be easy to to show grace and love and, and freedom and forgiveness to others. It can be harder to do it to ourselves. So forgiving ourselves is really powerful. Matthew 6 verse 9 to 10 says this, and this is how we should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And forgive us our sin as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then it goes on to say this, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others, then your sin will not be forgiven. Did you know that our forgiveness of others is directly connected to our freedom in our own life? Forgiveness is powerful. Forgiveness is absolutely powerful in our lives. Something else that 
that we do personally in our growth journey that we are committed to in our lives and in our family, and this is something that Marty and I do regularly, is we create space in our lives for the new. We create space in our hearts and in our lives for growth and to be able to step into the new. Isaiah 54 verse 2 says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide and do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace, or you will not be humiliated, for you will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood creating space for growth in our life. I'll never forget one time we had a youth conference and I remember the speaker had a couple of people come up and volunteer and I remember being pulled out to come up and volunteer. And what he did is he had one of us hold an empty glass and the other one hold a glass that was full of water. And then he came along with a jug of water and he filled up the empty glass and he filled up the full glass. Now, of course, the empty glass had plenty of room to be filled up, but the full glass began to overflow. And I was holding the full glass of water and I'm standing there and he's pouring water into my glass that was full of water. And he kept going and he kept going and he kept going and and I'm like, okay, I'm wet. It's everywhere. But the truth is, is that an empty glass has plenty of room to be filled up. A full glass, it it can't receive anymore. It's going to overflow around us. When we create space in our lives for God to fill us up, it's incredible what God will do when we come empty and willing and ready for Him to fill us. One of the things that we do each and every day is we create space in our lives for God to fill us every day. We create space to come and to actually start the day, to breathe, to receive and to let Him fill us up afresh by His Spirit and His presence. And I tell you, it's a powerful way to start the day. It's fantastic when you create space for God to work in your life and when you create space for growth and transformation. God will work in our lives if we let Him. But one thing I've realized is that he's not going to push us. He's not going to step over any boundaries. He waits for us to come. And when we do, he does incredible things in our life. So creating space is something that we do in our lives. We also, we were chatting about this just recently in our family. We have... um, we have a few competitive people in our family. Does anyone, is anyone else in this room competitive? Not too many. I see a couple. Well, God bless the rest of you. That must be really nice and peaceful in your, in your home. Awesome. You can, you can share with us. Well, we, we have a few competitive people in our family. And we were chatting this morning and saying, you know, it's funny when we get into something, we really get into something. 
So, you know, we have all sorts of things going on. And, and sometimes that, you know, competitive nature, you know, usually is with ourselves, but it can sort of bubble over onto each other. So we have these competitions going down and, you know, we've got all sorts of things happening. And Balin is, is great. He's actually overtaken Marty in motor, motorbike riding and, and um, pretty, pretty happy about that, doing really well. But we have this competitive thing in our family where it, it can get a little bit excited and a little bit loud and a little bit, you know, high energy when we're competing with each other. I mean, I must admit, I'm probably lower down on the scale now over the years. The boys tend to probably be the most competitive. But it actually brings out a level of excitement and a level of encouragement when we not only compete, but when we actually get excited in life for what we want. Recently, I have started, now you're going to laugh at this, but please don't laugh too hard. I have started running in the mornings, yes. Oh, thank you. You didn't laugh. That's brilliant. A little, Marty does running. He runs quite a lot and, and you know, we go to the gym and um, I, love, I love doing all of that. That's become a normal part of our lives. And, and to be honest, in burnout for me 10 years ago, I couldn't walk to the letterbox and back. I could not walk around the block. <laughs> I actually at one stage couldn't even walk to the bathroom and back. Marty had to carry me. Walking downstairs was impossible. And that was a, a difficult season. So for me, getting to the gym and working out is a miracle and I don't take it for granted. Marty is a runner in our house and he runs. And he really runs. Like, like 20Ks is, a, you know, a nice one for him. So he loves running. And he's like, you know, you can run. Well, you know, why don't you run? And I'm like, I'm not a runner. I'm not a, I'll go, I'll lift a few weights, I'll do a bit of a workout. But running is exhausting. I don't know about you, but I'm like, oh, don't ask me to run. Just, oh, I'm, I'm a walker, you can be the runner. Anyway, I decided a little while ago, I am going to try and run. I am going to give this running thing a go. So I did it once, I did it twice I was like, oh, I don't know if this thing's for me. Anyway, I texted a friend of mine and I said, I did a run and it actually felt really good. And he said to me the same thing that I say to Marty. He's like, oh, good for you. I'm not a runner, but have fun with that. Anyway, my friend, Geordie Hartwig over here and I were chatting this week and he said to me, guess what? And I said, what? And he said, I've been running three days in a row. And I said, I've been running three days in a row. So we started this little group chat and we've pulled a few friends in and we have started running. On your growth journey, if you have things in your heart that you want to do, I encourage you, take some steps and do it and find a friend or two to do it with you because there is power in numbers, but there is nothing that you can't do if you put your mind to it. If you want to join our running group, you're very welcome. Just come and tell us. <laughs> but it's good fun. And it's not even that it's competition. It's encouragement. And it's inspiring. And it's uplifting. And I actually rolled my ankle earlier in this week. Our dog comes running with us. And he's probably even more excited than I am. And he doesn't run in a straight line. So he runs 
from tree to bush to thing to everything and and you know the lead isn't long enough to be able to move and so I strained my ankle and I was really disappointed because I wanted to do my run in the morning um, and the kids were like mum you can't you can't even walk and I strapped it up I took my anti-inflammatory things I did hot and cold therapy I did red light therapy Within two hours, the pain was gone. If you want to know about some red light therapy, come and, come and talk to us. It's actually pretty good. A little health hack. Had to throw that in. But where there is a will, there is a way. And I said to, I said to um, Marty and Balin before I went to bed, I said, Geordie Hartwig needs me. He needs me to be running tomorrow. And I can't let him beat me. <laughs> But growth can be fun. Growth can be amazing. Whatever it is in your life, God has blessed us so much. Amen. He has blessed you so much. And it's time to grow. It's time to shine. It's time to let what is in us begin to shine brighter than what is around us. Because I tell you, what is in you is really special, really special. And I need you. We need each other. And there are people waiting in your life and people waiting in our community who need what you have got. Matthew 5 verse 14 says this as I finish. It says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they set it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I read this quote this week by Alexander Den Helja and it says, Stars don't shine because they want to be seen. They shine because they're stars. You were born to shine. You were absolutely born to shine. It's who you are. It's who God created you to be. And it's time to let that light shine. Amen. So why don't you stand with me this morning? Father, we thank you for your goodness in our lives. We thank you that you are committed to us growing, that it's your great joy for us to continue growing. And Father, we thank you that you are taking us to a new level in our lives, a new level in this place. Lord, I thank you that you are doing things in us and through us and all around us, even more than we could have hoped or dreamed or imagined. And Lord, we thank you that you are always for us. You're not disappointed in us. You're not angry. You don't have a heavy hand or full of rules. You don't expect anything, Lord, but you give everything. You invite us to come, to know you, to have a relationship with you. You invite us to walk in the freedom that you paid for. We didn't pay for it on our own. You invite us to be made brand new, to be washed completely from the past and to step into what you have for us. 
you cheer us on. You believe in us when we don't believe in ourselves. You see us as whole even when we feel broken. You turn our ashes into beauty. And every morning you cause the sun to rise upon our lives. Your mercy that's new every day. You cheer us on. You fill us. You empower us. You never ask us to do it alone. But you're always there filling us, strengthening us. You're a perfect Father and we love you. We're so grateful. And then it's your great joy to pour blessing upon our lives until we can't contain it. Like that empty cup, you fill us. And then you keep filling us until we overflow. And your blessing and your love and your favor and your goodness literally spill out of our lives all around us because it's who you are. It's who you are. And we're so grateful. We're so grateful, Lord. We're so thankful, Lord, for your love, that you never stop, you never give up. You're not disappointed in us. You know us. You know everything about us. And you go ahead of us. (laughs) And you make a way. So, Father, we ask this morning that as you take us to a new level in our lives, And in this place together, we ask, Lord, that if there's anything in our hearts that might be holding us back, we bring those things to you this morning, Lord, and we ask that you would take those things. We give them to you. Where we need healing, Lord, we ask that you'd release healing. Where we need to let go of things, Lord, we ask that you give us the grace to let go. And if there's people we need to forgive, Father, give us the courage to forgive. We thank you that we don't need to do anything on our own. So we invite you, Lord, to come and do in us all that you want to do in us so that we can grow and stretch forth and take new ground and climb new mountains and see great fruitfulness come from our lives. Do in us what you want to do in us, Lord. Prepare us. Prepare us for what you're doing. Prepare us as you grow us. Yeah. I want to invite you this morning just to lift your hands where you're standing and just invite him to come and fill Fill your heart and fill your life afresh this morning. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. Holy Spirit, we ask that today as we leave and as we head into a new week, Father, we pray that you would shine upon us so brightly. Lord, that we would see your goodness afresh. We would see your greatness afresh. In every sunrise, in every flower, 
and every blue sky. Have your way in us, Lord. Have your way in us, Jesus, that you would be glorified. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. So, Lord, we just receive your filling afresh this morning. We receive fresh life, fresh breath, fresh grace, fresh strength, fresh vision for those who need fresh vision, fresh eyes to see and ears to hear, fresh encouragement for those who are discouraged and going through hard things, healing for those who need healing. Father, we, we ask, Lord, that you would you release fresh words of hope this morning in Jesus' name. That you would allow us to see who we are as you see us and to run in what you've given us. To have the courage and the strength to step forward and to believe, Lord, that what you have for us is possible. Ha. So, Lord, we thank you. And we honor you and we bless you and we glorify you this morning in Jesus' beautiful name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Yeah.